Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Acclam Express. Twilight calls them behind these equilaterals. Salute a world-class Frita. Nature Strip, a ripper in the King stand. Be Twilight calls Acclam Express. But it's Zaki clear, 50 metres to go. Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner. Scored a length and a quarter. State of rest at the moment is holding Baybridge on the run to the line. State of rest, driven out for Shane Cross. And a Royal Oscar winner for Joseph O'Brien. Won the Prince of Wales's under a peach. The gold medal, he's 11. But my G, he doesn't know it. Dead him, look at him, he won't give in. The gold medal, too bad, Daniels. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream of the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top. Archie's too good, but can't beat her. Hello punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. I hope you enjoyed the new intro. Well, not the new intro, but just the new additions to the intro. Obviously, Nature Strip uh, and State of Rest won over at the Royal Meeting in England. Nico, how good's that? Too good, mate. They can't They can't beat us sometimes. Exactly right. But, the Aussie uh, form. The Aussie form. State of rest, not too bad for a B grader, huh? I think he might have even been mentioned as a C grader in some places. So he is a genuine A grader. Uh, mate, I trust that your week has been better than Collingwood HQ? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> look, we'll, we'll touch on this just just quickly. This is all being blown out of proportion. Oh, mate, it is really. a debacle. Like I, I can see why they've taken a stance, but... He hasn't technically done anything wrong. This girl was perfectly okay with it. They were having some fun. End of story. Right, it wasn't just it wasn't just but the goey thing either. It was the the, the Ginevan and Quainor yeah. thing. Joke. Yeah. M- moral of the story: phone in the phone box, and that's it. <laughs> exactly right. One thing I'm grateful for with the racing industry is, at least with our the things that get put in our media and in our newspapers a lot of the time they're actually genuine. Like when a jockey gets in trouble, it's for gambling or it's for dangerous riding, something that's actually important, not TikTok. So yeah, not, not <laughs> shout out to the journalists out there. Um, I think for the most part, they're doing a good job, the, the Tattnalls and the Maddie Stewarts of this world. So I think that's about it. I think we'll get into the, the yeah. week review and we'll kick on from there. I'm with passive aggressive. I'm a real believer in this girl. I think she's group class. 
She's an arrogant little thing, isn't she? Like she, she just does what she does. She knows she's better than everyone. Passive aggressive lets down with Star Patrol at the 250, and the race is on. Passive aggressive led it three quarters of a length. Star Patrol, then Karakasu, Gimme Papa Shiro, but the Philly passive aggressive shown the whip. 50 to go from Star Patrol. Passive aggressive will see it out. Passive aggressive unbeaten. Tomorrow we've got Perfect Power back to 1200 meters. He looks a, a serious talent. He's won five from eight. Back and trip looks very suitable. Perfect power and air after towards the inside. Catamosto bursting through in the purple and white twilight jet. Tiber lowering behind. Perfect power now beginning to close down on the far side. Wearing down into the shadows of the post. And perfect power. A perfect performance to win the Commonwealth Cup. We're backing Inspiral, another Gosden horse. We got wind that Homer Songs was scratching. And this filly looks... The, the next best, so she's currently two dollars eighty, and we've locked in the three fifty. Now, in spiral, finds daylight. She begins to run off very strongly down the centre onto the Zanori Drive, and in spiral, it comes sweeping through to snatch the lead deep inside the furlong. Redemption day for Frankie. In spiral, very clear. In spiral, inspired. Wins the coronation stakes, and Frankie salutes the crowd. Race five. I'm with two horses. Number two, Torby and Diamond. Yes, Eric. He, he does look the class runner of this field. With 51.5 kilos, he's number 10, True and Red Sun. Hopefully, we can back them both. Pretty keen that one of them might be the winner. Torby and Diamond, the leader over Champions Way, Butterfield. Still no run for True and Red Sun. Torby and Diamond, he's a length over Butterfield and True and Red Sun. Still Torby and Diamond, three quarters clear. True and Red Sun's flashing through the middle. Late, two lakes. Torby and Diamond beat True and Red and then to bring it all home, race seven, number three, Beauty Joy. Joy. Doesn't know us a cent really. He's uh, He's been brilliant to us over in Hong Kong. I'm sure Zach Purton will be looking forward to riding him. He looks the best bet of the day. 300 metres to go. He's two lengths over Lucky Patch. Here's Blaze Warrior with the lightweight. Then Cheerful Days and Beauty Joy is starting to charge down the centre. The leader healthy, happy. Beauty Joy, Lucky Express through the centre. Beauty Joy's taken the lead. Formerly Talladega, he's gonna shake and bake big time, baby! Well, that was the weekend review. It was a, a cracking start and a cracking end. Uh, a little bit shady in between, but we'll kick off with Royal Ascot first. Um, I think we all pronounce it Ascot in Australia, but I've, I've learned this week that it's definitely Ascot, like Biscuit. <laughs> The English language, who would have thought? Um, so Stradivarius was um, last week. Uh, it was a bit of a hard watch, wasn't it? It was almost a harder watch than last year's Gold Cup. Absolute slaughter. <laughs> this could be Frankie's worst ride of his career. Yeah. This was horrible. It was. And you don't you don't often have John Gosden actually putting the sword through the ride, but even after, after the race had been run, he came out and kind of said... You know what? I think Frankie could have been a few pairs closer. I don't think he had to drag him back to last. Yeah, and then Frankie's got the nerve to come back and say he wouldn't have won anyway. Like, just just a bit. Yeah, it, mate. just covered on the chin. Just, just covered on the chin. It was a bit hard to take, but um, Kiprios does look a nice one for the future. Um, he was a little bit blessed, but he's fifty-one dollars into fifteen dollars for the Melbourne Cup. Fingers crossed, we might we Prayers. might get him over here because Prayers. we've taken a bit of the price. Um, on to the next night, um, Friday night, I had 
Inspiral and Perfect Power. It was Perfect Power kicked us off first. Awesome win, back to 1,200 metres. Um, drew inside down the straight. We learnt that the inside lanes weren't actually the worst place to be down the straight. It actually played pretty fair, the, the straight. So that was awesome. And then Inspiral, another two-year-old. This filly absolutely dominated. It was actually Frankie Dottori's only winner for the whole carnival. I don't think any jockey in the world could have got this beat. Yeah, well, she was absolutely bolting. When I uh, obviously didn't stay up Friday night because I was early to golf Saturday morning, uh, which is my normal routine, and I wasn't wasn't too prepared to stay up because I was having a late night on the Saturday, but I watched the replay. It's funny, like, when you watch a replay because you're so used to Melbourne and there's only such a small finish, like, at the top of the straight, and there was still, you know... 500 odd metres to go she was third or fourth last but as soon as she got out like it's like they were running backwards and she was running forwards it was uh it was pretty impressive yeah it sure was i think she's unbeaten five out of five now her turn of foot on dry ground is enormous and i don't think it would have mattered if homeless songs was in the race even though homeless songs is probably better suited to the softer ground uh we kick on to saturday night it was the final night uh, we had a hurricane rain. It was a heartbreaking night. Heartbreaking. We had a, a couple big multis going. Um, well, I did, and hopefully hopefully a few other punters did. It didn't really matter in the end because they were smashed to smithereens. Hurricane Lane came into the yard as fat as a house. Um, all the yard experts said, he's not ready, he's not ready. He might still be good enough to win on class, but fitness wasn't there. He blew out to, I think, I think he got to ninety at one stage. He might have come back in late. And he just... Uh, you could have got twos. Yeah, you could have got twos. You could have got twos in the end. And, um, yeah. I had another little nibble at twos. Yeah. Um, this ride was one of the rides of the week. Ryan Moore on broom kind of just went to the front, dictated terms, and went at a speed that made Hurricane Lane um, uncomfortable not being fully fit. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it didn't, didn't look that quick, but... Yeah, who knows? Well, maybe not necessarily quick, but the sectionals, like the even splits that he ran, from what I'm hearing from a lot of, you know, sectionals experts, said it was just a perfectly timed ride to take the favourite out of his comfort zone. So kudos there to Ryan Moore. He won the the Jockey of the Week. Um, And then we had in the Jubilee, Home Affairs and Artorias. Home Affairs kind of got keen and he just kind of gave up similar to what he did in the new market artorius he um he did he did pull up with uh with something yeah something had happened yeah. so there was excuses there but still he still looked it was very nature strip-esque like i was waiting uh i was at crown watching this and i was watching the race and i'm like this is going good yeah <laughs> but it was like and i was listening to someone um who was it? I can't remember who it was. It might have been Sharky on the verdict on Monday. And he goes, this problem would have happened in the new market, but because the horse hadn't had a proper piece of work and hadn't come under race pressure, they wouldn't have found yeah. it because they just cruise in their pieces of work. Yeah. And he goes, he was cruising, but when J-Mac went for him, there was nothing there. And he goes, that's what you don't know when they're just working because they cruise and they're all, you know, such 
speed beast. Yeah, it's a fair point. That you don't know until uh, until the pressure goes on, and when the pressure went on, there was there was nothing but yeah, disappointing. But Artorius, but Artorius, he's his own worst enemy. Yes, he he, he is uh, his yeah, own he worst did, enemy. He, yeah, um, look, as an Australian, you have you can't be anything less than proud of the run, though. He got back and he absolutely charged like he always does. Um, he did cop a bit of interference. Whether the interference was worth half a length or not, it's probably up for debate. Um, but yeah, he was given... That's a, just him, though, isn't it? Like, but he's not a 1,200-metre horse, let's be honest. No. Like, Sam Friedman... Look, you, I'm not worried about all the Twitter, you know, rumour and innuendo. Like, Sam Friedman was happy with the ride. Um, Jamie Spencer felt like he gave him every possible. But I think that's that's just him, unfortunately, Artorius. Like, he needs the race run to suit to win. And it sort of nearly was. Yeah, not quite. But, like, that's that's just him. Like, he's got, he's got to get everything, all the... All the cards have got to align for Artorias to win. He was, you know, he was close, but unfortunately not yeah, close enough. Nice but hopefully, he can go one better or two better in the July Cup. In the yeah, in the July yeah. Cup. Yeah. So we secured nine dollars fifty, which looks a decent price, but it, that's the price you probably need to back a horse like him. Um, we will quickly touch on Home Affairs. He's been retired to stud, a son of I. I am invincible. The Vinnies are. Hot property on the on this market already, and now his stud fee is a is a hefty hundred and ten thousand dollars. Well, I heard uh, I heard today when I was listening on, I think it might have been RSN. Maybe not, but he's uh he's already got a full book. Yeah, I did so hear that. 100, 170 odd mares already lined up for him to uh, to go. Well, <laughs> like I suppose that's good luck. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, though, like, yeah, who knows? Yeah. He was an expensive, he was an expensive yearling himself. He's on-track performances. Like, he's only really won the Coolmore, hasn't he? Like, You know what? It's still going to count as two on the stud page. That's all that they care. And he's beaten Nature Strip. And yeah. that's what's going to be put on the ads. He beat Nature Strip. Isn't that, isn't that a deadly <laughs> disgrace? I was thinking about this the other day when they played his little clip and I'm like, I felt sick. I nearly had to pull the car over and, and have chunder. a chunder because like, it just brought up bad memories because he shouldn't have ever beaten him and it's a dead set disgrace that he's got that notch in his belt that he ever beat Nature Strip. Yep. And it's a probably, it's a, it's a very and expensive you, and, notch and in you the see, belt as well. You see what NS did to him the other day, and you go, and you look at home affairs. You're like, light years, how? light years apart. How in the hell? He's not. He's not a tenth of the horse nature strip no, is. He's not. Anyway, that was Ascot Carnival. It, it was, it was, Let's kick on, Nico. The, the, the less, the, the, the more we dwell on that, the more this pod is just going to carry on. Um, Dribble. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. I kicked us off with Osipanko. Um, no good. Nelly. But we did find out Rose Hill turned into Road Hill. It was the first good track. Uh, yeah, who would have thought? Fir- so we finally get a good track in Sydney. What happens? Leader bias, rail on fire, 
of course, this was race one, so we didn't realise how bad the bias was at this stage, but um, the leader kind of just kicked away and he ran well. He can still be a very good horse going forward, but um, circumstances didn't permit. I'll let you go next. Um, well, the first bet that I had was passive aggressive. You one up me here. Do we want to touch on yeah, this yeah. now? We'll go, that was my second bet as well. So, do you, do you need to get some tissue? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm partners. I'm going to soak this up for all it's worth. Not not very often I get one up on uh, on the boss here, but yeah, I was I was very happy. I stayed stayed in my lane, stayed in her corner. Um, she she performed how I thought she was going to, and yeah, look, racing needs horses like her. Like, you know, nature strip's not going to be around forever. And come a time, well, I thought he was going to be done probably the Everest this year. But if you listen to Chris Wallow, he's got another 12, 18 months left in him. So hopefully that's the case. But, you know, you take him out of the Everest this year, it's not that much better than a Group 3, Group 2 race, is it, really? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think there might be more internationals coming over this year. Like I know, I know our sprinters are the best, but that's not to say that some of the internationals couldn't figure in the finish somewhere. Um, some is Wesley is Wesley coming? Golden Squib. Golden Golden Squib. Nah, he's he's entering for the nine five five surely. <laughs> Up the valley. Oh, <laughs> um, he'll be a he'll be a moral. Yeah, hundred percent. You might carry seventy and the grandstand, but that's all right. Um, Star Patrol is the horse that I backed. Uh, I think talent-wise, there's not there's not light years apart. Like they're not light years apart. Passive aggressive won won easily. Don't get me wrong, and she did it professionally. Again, ears pricked, like we talked about. You mentioned an arrogant win. This horse is still doing a little bit wrong. Star Patrol. Um, I think he. I don't think we've seen her ceiling yet, though. Either like I, I still think they're both reasonably untapped. Yeah. But. Like, for me personally, I was never worried, and I knew a long way from home when Preble went for Star Patrol and the wheel started to spin. And he laid in a bit. And Geordie was, and he was laying in, and Geordie was sitting there and hadn't moved. I knew, I knew, yeah. knew we were looking pretty good. No, it was a convincing out. win. But I'm pretty happy to say that she is the better horse at the moment. So. That's that. We shake hands and we move on. We might have another head-to-head tonight. Who knows? We might. <laughs> um, my next one was Visnari, unless you had anything else. No. Uh, so Visnari. This, this, this does hurt. This hurts. Because, because Tuvalu is is one of ours. You and absolutely I do is. love this horse. And he's. I've gone from backing this horse every start which I was to the start of this preparation, to then not being on him and being on the wrong side of him the last couple of starts. Like, <sighs> Vizanari ran super. Um, they've gapped third. Yeah, it's, it, it's a good form race. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good form race, but Tuvalu just had that suck that Sir Davy had two, two, two starts yeah, back. Yeah, two starts back. Three yeah. starts back. Yeah. So Vizanari... I've got no doubt is the best horse in this race, potentially. And he's been beaten twice by a very small margin because he's done the hard work. You flip 
the roles, like if that's Sir Davy or Tuvalu doing the chasing, there's no way they get as close to Vizanari. No. Yeah, he's he was back to that's that's as good as Tuvalu goes. I'm pretty sure that was a career peak for him. And it came at the mile, which is a little surprising given we thought maybe 1,600 metres saw the end of him, but he did get the good run. Look, just follow the Quinoa. They're both very smart horses. That's all I have to say about that. Well, Vizanari's, uh, Vizanari's in the paddock now. He's not going yep. to win the championship. Yep, fair enough. Um, Express pass, another another good run, but he just ran on. This was a barrier trial. Yeah. This was a barrier trial for next yeah, week. Yeah, 100%. Um, in the inferior, and my saver bet, and Zach, De- yeah, Zach, and Zach the boss, Zach the boss was in just in the lane, yeah, that lane that you needed to be. I backed second and third, which was a bit sick. Sartorial Splendor ran an honest race. Um, it's, he's a hard horse to catch, obviously, but ran well. Express Pass ran well. I'd be following Express Pass out of the race. Yeah, 100%. Zorro's, um, I didn't dive too deep into see what happened there, but that was uncharacteristic from him. He's been up a long time. That's all I'm putting it down to. That wasn't that wasn't the, the usual him. He's lost so. his sword. Let's go find it. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Um, other one, Son. The race at Belmont. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just rewind to rumour says right. first. I didn't exactly tip it, tip it, but... You can follow the form because this thing's smart. Like it beat Revit up like it was a good horse, and it's followed up here and won like a good horse. So you can definitely follow it. There's quite a lot of good juveniles in WA at the moment. Like there's a few of them mm-hmm. that have got a couple of picket fences. Whether it might be win-win or win-win-win. There's there's a few there's a few good things coming out of WA. So you can definitely follow the. Uh, the form with confidence, but yeah, I'll let you touch another one, son. Yeah, look, he did. He still did a little bit wrong. He took a while to wind up. The money really came in spades for Devoted Late. Um, the Bob Peters horse, he might just be the better horse. He had the map. Look, he did have the map. He had the map. But, but, but his racing was... pattern gives him the map. Yeah, correct. But I'm not exactly... They did point something out. I can't remember who said this. Um, they did say Devoted is going to be very well found in the market now because he's strung a few together and he's in those silks. Mm. So he's always going to be very short in the market from now moving forward. Yep. And I thought that was a very good point. I don't necessarily think Devoted's the better horse. Like... Other one son had finished outside of first or second once in his career. No, he hadn't even finished outside of those two. He's either one or ran second before last weekend. And it was just a massive end of prep run. Like, when's he ever laid in, laid out like he did? He, he's never done that before. Yeah, so he's pretty genuine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rock and Ori yeah. was a big disappointment in the race. Um, he finished down the track. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to follow those. They could feature in... You know, races like the railway, they'll get in light at the handicaps later in the year. So stay tuned there. Anything else for Saturday? We'll move on to Sunday. Uh, we'll lick the wounds from Sunday. All right, I'll let you kick off with the up and overs. 
Constantinople is starting to really do my head in. Yeah. He's well. He's going to be someone's pet <laughs> if he doesn't sort his if he, if he doesn't sort his actions out. He's going to be someone's pet. Yeah. Doesn't matter if he was a one-time Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup favourite. You will not make a jumper if you don't learn to relax and harness your energy. Yeah. I know it's his second jump start, but he needs to learn to relax underneath the rider. Because he, he can jump. He jumps them yeah, he does. pretty good. He just gasses himself. But you, 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 can't, you can't go hammer and tong and hope you're going to hold on because it's just not going to happen. Kalorni's yeah. a squib. Yeah, you got the, you got the with, market right here. Like, this horse was backed off the map. Mm-hmm. This thing touched odds on late. Yep. So we got that right. Kalani was out to yeah, three just bucks. A, yeah, it's it's not much good. It had pavement on. And, yeah, it still ran horrible. So you can put a pen through yep. it. Out and dreaming. Um, he, that was just an end of prep run for him, unfortunately. I Maybe he didn't love 70 kilos. Mm-hmm. But I still think, um, yeah, maybe there was a little underlying issue from that run at Sandown to here. Um, he's definitely better than that. And if you're not in agreement with me, just look at the form guide. This horse should have beaten Saunterboy at Packenham. And then him and the other horse that escapes my memory right now, they both pushed... Sanarnica. Uh, Saunter... Yeah, yeah. Sanarnica. They both pushed Saunterboy in a Gallywood. That's the best hurdle race of the whole season. So he's definitely better than that. Um, so, yeah, I would have thought he's going to be tipped out now. I will just touch on one in the steeple. Yulong Place, he's got a new zest for life over the over the sticks. Since he's gone from hurdles to steeples, he's just become a machine. He won by 25 lengths in his maiden, and he won by 10 or 12 on... Last weekend, so a heavy track over the steeples. Um, you could definitely follow him, but yeah, there's a, a, f- a few jumps races this weekend, but obviously there's a big feature meet, uh, six races next Sunday at the Bull. Unfortunately, you and I aren't going to get down there like we had first hoped. We've got some commitments on Saturday night, but yeah, it's uh, getting into the business end. There's, you know, four or so feature days left, um, so yeah. There's a few good ones that trialled on Tuesday. Flying Agent, BT Junior and Co. So, um, yeah, good to good to see a couple of the superstars back. Awesome. Look forward to look forward to those meetings and a couple more features to come for the jump season. Uh, I'll crack on to Chartin. I just had the the three races I've been into. Uh, this was a decent way to end the weekend. I had in race five we had True and Red Sun and Torby and Diamond. Um, they ran the Quinella. Torbjorn Diamond was expertly ridden Eric. by Eric the Eel. He got another win in Hong Kong. So Eric. So go, Eric. He carried the 60, uh, one fair and square. True and Red Sun didn't get a lot of luck. Probably probably should have won. Um, so it was nice to land that. Unfortunately, the Quinella only paid $13. I thought that was a little bit unders, but anyway. Because Torbjorn Diamond got out to 10 bucks and True and Red Sun was smashed. But I still thought it would pay a little bit more. Brilliant way in race six. I just don't think this horse is much good. He's kind of he's kind of fell in with his last couple wins. And I thought, no, nah, he's turned the corner. He's genuine. But 
I think that's kind of his level. Um, he can win more races in that grade, but I don't think he'll be he'll be progressing any further. And then in race seven to bring it all home, Beauty Joy. This is one of the wins of the year. What, did, what, were you, what were your thoughts watching this race? Well, I didn't exactly know what was going on to start with, and then we'll well we'll touch on it. Purton touched on Monday when he spoke to Felgate on uh, on RSN. This horse is a complete and utter nutcase. Mm. He's got talent in spades, but unless he irons out a couple of these chinks, like he's a proper proper nutter. Like Zach said, he's got the potential, but unless he irons these flaws out, he will not he will not make it because you can make mistakes going through the grades, but when you're up with the big boys, you can't afford to make mistakes. Yeah. It got to the point where he thought something was wrong and <laughs> yeah, nearly pulled, pulled him out. up out of the race. Unbelievable. I will say one thing in his defense, he his last four or five races have all been at the mile. And he was back to seven furlongs, 1,400 metres. So maybe just the pace of the race early, he was just it was just a big shock to him because he kind of like stepped slow and he was just out the back and just looked like he wasn't going anywhere. But that final 400 was just elite. Um, I put out that video with the Kramer and that was exactly me watching the race. I'd thrown up my ticket. He had, he had, some, he had some silly last 400 split. Yeah, it was like was 21 like- or something. Yeah. Which is just stupid for Nuts. you know over fourteen hundred meters for a horse that far back, um, but yeah, he certainly had panels on that opposition. That was another class two win, Nuts. and he looks definitely looks destined for the Group One races next year, so or next season. So it'll be very interesting to follow his uh, his journey. Hopefully, he can add to the list of uh, beauty winners in the past, which include Beauty Only and of course Beauty Generation in the conversation for. Uh, you know, arguably Hong Kong's greatest ever horse, along with Golden Sixty. All right, that was the the week review. We'll crack into what's happening in racing next. Ah, what's happening? Well, what's happening in racing? Yesterday, it was the greatest of all time, the greatest jockey of all time, Damien Oliver. It was his fiftieth birthday. Um, the amount of Group Ones this this guy has, the amount of prize money he's won. Let's let's actually have a look at how much prize money he's won. Um, but yeah, he rated his his top Group Ones in the paper, and I noticed that Doremus number one was the Melbourne Cup in '95. Uh, the 2001 Cox Plate on Norvely was number two, and then Media Puzzle was number three. Obviously, the the emotional charged Melbourne Cup that was after his brother unfortunately passed away. Um, have you seen that movie? It's a great movie. No, I haven't seen it. The Cup. You need to, you need to watch it. Um, I, need, I do need to watch absolutely it. Absolutely great movie. It was sort of, it was just before my time, but it's just, it was pretty touching. I've, you know, obviously this week I've seen a lot, a lot of clips um, from it, but, you know, that's something they need to bring back this year in the spring carnival. Is you know, who, someone on a horse, you know, as soon as a jockey's won a race, interviewing them like they used to. Oh yeah. Like that was superior. But that that that's one thing that's always stuck in my in my memory bank when Ollie had won, and they were like, um, and he goes, you know, life life doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. 
it's all for it's all for Jason sort of thing. Like, yeah. It's it, oh, it just sends put a smile on your face and breaks it breaks your breaks your heart at the same time. Yeah, I think the exact it's line was hundred emotions. Melbourne cups don't mean anything to me anymore. I'd do anything to, to have yeah. my brother back, and it's just like yeah, far out. And and the movie yeah. they do it so well in the movie. The only bad thing about the movie is that the actors look nothing like um, the player. The yeah. sorry, the the people they're portraying. The only one who looks like himself is Stevie Payne because it is him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, fantastic yeah. movie. I just looked up. It's 124 Group One wins for Ollie. Um, that is unbelievable. He's won he's, 230. No, no, he's more than that. Oh, is it? One one twenty seven. Okay, dot com might not be updated. He did, yeah, he's he got the record, doesn't he? He surpassed someone on one twenty six. Yeah, and his name escapes me. Two hundred and thirty eight million banked. So, and he's not, and he's not done yet. He's not, but he's done for this sure, weekend. Surely, surely the little kicker and the motivator is he can just see J Mac stalking. Oh yeah, to keep going. It, he'll want to have a little buffer. Is that, there's every chance that there's every chance that J Mac captures him. Is that the way yeah. he's going? Possibly. Is is that not how it seems like in the tennis as well? Like you've got Nadal and Federer. Like so many people would have thought they would would have retired a couple of years ago, but they've just got Novak stalking their back. So they're just like, no, we just have to keep going. Nadal just keeps winning his French Open. He's playing. He's like Zaki. Yeah. He's getting bandaged up after every every run. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is an asterisk against most of the female majors because Ash Ash would win fifteen if she was still playing. Yeah, fair point. Um, as well as Ollie's birthday, another goat shares the same birthday as him, Bruce McAvaney. Official official goat. Now. Official goat. He was inducted into the the Hall of Fame the other day. He turned sixty nine years old. What do you have to say about Bruce? This man. If there's a moment to capture in a sporting event there's just no one like him who does it and I was just, I was listening to the, no. the Dylan Friends podcast the other day and Brian Taylor was this, this week's guest BT and he said he's old school obviously Bruce and he writes down he'll stick things in his in his book um, and he yeah. might bring a hundred pieces of information and only use eight that's yeah. the world famous book yeah unbelievable yeah I've heard Rich, I've heard Richo talk about this like obviously Richo is probably the the next in line to do what Bruce does. Obviously, not um, not with the race calling and stuff like that, but um, just you know that figurehead, I suppose. Yeah. But they reckon yeah, they reckon Bruce is just a walking encyclopedia. Like he just has that much information. It's it's nuts. It is, and I, he knows he knows anything and everything within that. Yeah. And there's something special about him. He's he's the the word better use is he's weird. It's a but he's like it's a gift. It's like he's so obsessed with with being the best that he can be yeah. that it just like it just shapes his whole personality. Yeah, yeah, it's a gift. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I don't think I'd be able to do. Call races, call sport, and just nail everything. But... I can barely I can barely call out my tips for <laughs> race. Mate, we're getting better. Don't worry about that. Um, I think that's all we had for what's happening in racing. You have anything else? Uh, oh, did we touch on Zach and Joe? Oh yeah, the premiership, the the race, 
for supremacy in Hong Kong. These two are did going Zach, at it again. Did Zach write another winner after race one last night or not? Don't know. I only I honestly only check, checked the check. Lucky Swayness race. Um, Let me just check this because this will tell us. Pending, pending, pending. But the race is Sorry, on. Promise. I'll quickly improvise. Zach does such a good job to stick with Joe because I think Joe probably has four or five kilo advantage on him. Joe can probably get down yeah. to... Zach can't ride under 54. Exactly. And, and Joe could easily ride 50 kilos. He does... I, th- I don't think the weights go that low in Hong Kong, but he, he gets down to 51 uh, regularly. And for Zach to to stick stick with him and, and beat him a lot of the time is huge. Update? Yeah, that's what... Uh, I think Zach is one behind still. Right. But Zach did, Zach did touch on that. He said if he was to... When Felgate asked him, so obviously we touched on last week that there was a potential that both Zach and Joe were leaving. Yeah. Blue Eyes asked the question and Zach sort of dodged it. Um, but he sort of half answered it as well. He sort of said that this year was probably his best year that he's had over there. And for him to be this close, he goes, I, I shouldn't be able to get this close to Joe. He goes, he can ride any horse in any race that he wants to. He goes, I'm restricted because I can't ride on any 54 kilos. Yeah. So he goes, and like he was out with the injury and all that sort of stuff. He goes, yeah, it's, he goes, I, I've got no right to really beat Joe. Mm. And he goes, I still, I still probably won't be able to beat him, but yeah, it's interesting. It is. He's a character, Zach. He's like, I remember when he came back from his injury and he was just like, he's so harsh on himself. It's unbelievable. He'll be, he might ride three winners and be like, and, and, and the, vo- and the tone of voice he speaks with is still, like, negative. So he's speaking about the rides that he didn't ride so well or how he can get better. And, you know, that's that's what it takes yeah. to be one of the best in the world. That does. All right, that's it for what's happening in racing. We'll get into the best part of the podcast next. Show us the money. Show me the money. Yes, sir, Show me the money. That's it, brother. What you got? Show that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Show me the money, time. It's time for the bets. We'll start where we always start with the Victoria. We're racing at Caulfield this week. The track is currently a soft six. Five to eight millimeters of rain predicted tomorrow on Friday. So... Uh, potential that it could stay in that kind of soft six range, 16 degrees and rail true. Um, I've got one in race one. It's a 1200 meter three-year-old Phillies handicap, 11:50 a.m. So bright and early in the morning. Number one, she's all class, has been transferred from the Chris Wally yard to the Marin Eustace yard. Um, look, I think looking at her jump out, there's every chance that she might have improved a little bit. She had proper two-year-old form last season. She ran second to, to four moves ahead in the Sweden brace. Her recent trial was absolutely outstanding, as I said. She just cruised um, under a hold. She will get back, but I think she can charge Adam late. She carries the 60 kilos, which I guess, could this just be you know, a run? Could this just be a blowout, a fitness run? I'm hoping not. I think she has them covered for class. Um, no pun intended, but $3.60. We might even get $4 with the big weight pull she has on a lot of these horses. It's interesting to note that Mara and Eustace also have uh, the favourite, the New- another New Zealand import, but 
her best form is over 1400 meters and 1600 meters and as a general rule i would think that the form from across the ditch is inferior so happily she's all class on top yeah i've uh i could probably follow you in there i didn't have didn't have anything in that race race two i have a bet Fave. uh he's heaven right the moody runner um it's been very well told that this horse could be very very good um so i'm taking a lead there the final tick of approval was last time luke nolan rode at 55 and a half kilos was five years ago and the word from moods was when he asked luke if he didn't want to ride the horse if it was too much to get down to that weight Luke responded with, no one else is riding this colt. Huge. So for me, that's a big enough push. I will save uh, on the fave, but at $7.50, knowing all of that, I have to be on. There was something I wanted to get your thoughts on. There's a massive difference in price between Thronbone and She's Dancers. Like... Thrombone is $31. She Dances is $5. There's an extra 100 metres. Thrombone was probably the flashing light at the end of that race last start at Sandown. Yeah. Look, There's a big it, gap. the gap is definitely too big. Um, I think a big part of it is obviously stable. You've got Peter Moody and Linda Meach versus Jerome Hunter and Will Price. That's always that's mm. always going to to be a big factor in, in the price differential. But yeah, I'd I'd still have she dances clearly um, clearly on top of it. But it is a big price. It's like thirty to one or something. Thrombone. Mm, thirty one. Yeah. So it's a fair point you do raise. Um, I'm going to be boring and tip the favourite number three Gennady on top. She was obviously so impressive winning on debut. Uh, the race rated really well. Um, she goes Ollie to Preble. I'd probably prefer Ollie, but... That's a, that's, that's it, it is a negative. It, it's me. a negative, but I'm still, I'm still happily with her on top. I think like she draws three. I'm not concerned first time around Caulfield. She looks a very, very um, professional filly, and she smashed Deuce. Deuce won its prior start and also ran second to bubble palace the start prior at the bull so we know that form is pretty decent um look she is on the shorter side now getting into a dollar 85 type of range but i think she, if she gets out back out to, to black figures she's a, she's a good bet in race two um race three i had one it's a phillies and mares benchmark 84 1100 meters we were on this horse last start at Swan Hill, number five Duchess of Dorset, mm. and she was just absolutely run off her legs. That race was over 975 metres. 1,100 metres is her pet distance, and I feel like that last run was just a bit of a blowout. Um, she's going to be much better suited here. She draws two for Linda Meach. I think she's going to get that perfect run sitting you know, right on the speed, maybe just behind. She might box seat. Um, and she's, you know, around the $4.85 mark. 
I think I'd have to have, I would price her shorter in my market than Dance to Dubai. Dance to Dubai isn't a bad horse, but I think she looks... Soft ground, I don't know if it's going to... Yeah, that's one thing. And I, I just think she looks a little skinny. Mm. Like Duchess of Dorset has a very decent SP profile from last prep. And I think we're getting $5 just because she was beaten last up. But the race just didn't suit her at all. Um, mm. Number one, Rainbow was a horse we tipped last start. It was too bad to be true. Not sure if I'll have a saver on her or not, but... She is the class runner, but I don't know. Last start was quite poor in the Topaz. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a tricky race. If I was going to have a bet, it would be Duchess of Dorset, especially uh, one of Dad's mates. His horse, Energy Within, has had a bit of a funny sort of preparation. She's had a few problems. Um, sounds like she's still got a few of those problems. So I don't think she'll be a winning chance it sounds like if she runs she's just there for a day at the races in energy within number 11 but uh yeah if i was gonna have a bet it would be duchess but yeah i didn't have a firm opinion yep race four i didn't have a real firm opinion i know on site on get on simon and marshall likes to say these races are sponsored by neurofin because they give you a headache and this is exactly what this race (laughs) gave me um I had one here. Go on, I'll, I'll let you kick off. A black book, a black booker of mine, Acceleration. Yep. Um, he was super last start. There's no reason to, to jump off him now. He's on the minimum. He loves a little bit of cut in the track. He's a pretty honest horse, and he's only missed, missed a placing three times in his career. Once he's been out of the placings on soft ground. Stays at 2,000 metres. Um, if I was going to have a bet in the race, it would probably be him. But yeah, it's a it's a hard race. Like if Grand Slam goes forward and pesters no effort, who knows what will happen there? Who leads? Do you reckon? Diagula on on the backup. Do you reckon no effort leads oh. Grand Slam? Yeah, no effort will lead from one. You'd think Grand Slam will sit outside, yeah. but it depends. It depends. Like Jai could be given an instruction to lead at all costs after what happened last start. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who Who knows? To To. And then you've race. got Diagula, who's a nice horse, but last start he was quite plain. It could have just been second up syndrome, but yeah, I was kind of with you. If I had to, if I was forced to have a bet, I'd probably back Acceleration and maybe save Di- Diagula. He could bounce back, but mm. I think I'm going to stay out. Right, we'll crack on to race five. It's a benchmark 78, uh, handicap over 1,600 metres. Number one, Chief Altoni goes on top for me, Chief Altoni. Um, this horse gave Visionari a real scare last start, and his prior form, this prep, has just been super overall. One thing to note is that the trainer said on the radio, or he told someone, and it was mentioned that he will only run if it's a soft six or worse. So he's a real wet tracker. Um, hopefully he does get that wet track because I think he's a terrific bet here. Um, he gets 60 kilos. He'll be in with 60 kilos after the claim. Uh, it's a little, it's a little knock, but I think, I think he, you know, I think he can, he can carry that weight. He carried a, a similar weight last up. Well, he carried exactly the same weight last start. So I was keen the chief on top number one. If I was to have two little savers in the race, it would be. Number eight, fifth position. Um, he returned off a 172-day spell. 
and he ran well from the front last start. A little outage fitness, he can run well again. He's currently double figures. And number 12, Lyrical Lad, he's drawn out, but back to 1,600 meters, this is definitely his trip. I don't think he runs 2,000. Um, I could probably save both of them, probably Keener, fifth position, but happily number one, Chief Altini on top. Number 18, Eagles Crag has none. Well, I think he's going to run in Adelaide anyway. Right, so. fair enough. But yeah, I could follow you with Chief, but I don't know. It's a bit tricky for me. Yeah. Don't know if I'm going to invest. Yeah. All right. The next race, though. Yeah, I'll let you lead here. Race six, the Lamaro's Hotel Handicap over 1,000 metres. Pretty keen on inundation here. Um, yes, he makes the jump from a synthetic 58 to Saturday grade, but he's absolutely smashed the clock the last two starts. Look, to be fair, I don't think the opposition is too much to kick on about, really. Like, Squid Game isn't a 1,000 metre horse. Starry Legend, well, I've had enough, and he he can't win with he can't win with that weight. Like he's got to carry too much weight. He's not going to give a horse that's got the potential of inundation five kilos and beat him. I just don't think. They're I pretty. Don't think he's got a heart. They're pretty limited in behind. Yeah, well, maybe you might be right there too, but yeah, inundation. But just wait. I think we'll definitely get a better price, but. I know the stable have got a pretty high opinion of this horse, and so do I. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he was one of the better bets on the day. Yeah, awesome. If this was 1,200, I would probably have Squid Game on top. Um, yeah, but he's going to be back yeah. near last. They're not going to sit up in this race. The Azamid is a core field. It's gun for leather. Yeah, I said if it, if it was Usually. 1,200... I would have him on top, but yes. but I'm I don't think um, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet in the race. I couldn't bet inundation at the current price. I could probably back him if he gets out, like you said. Um, but as you mentioned, Squid Game back to a thousand meters at Caulfield, it just looks sticky. Some people might kick up and go, he's only got fifty one kilos, but it doesn't matter what weight you have. If you're not fast enough to keep up with him over a thousand meters, then you're going to be spat out the back door, and you're going to have too much ground to make up. So. It's definitely going to be an interesting race. If Inundation can zoom to the front, um, either lead or just sit outside Starry Legend, he's probably going to be hard to beat. He's still doing a little bit wrong, but he does look to have some tremendous upside. So it's going to be a good watch. Uh, Mm. Kick on to race seven. I didn't really have anything here. I I almost... Thought about tipping number one, Curran, on top. He ran well last start behind triple missile in the Topaz. But any given the ground, I just don't think he's quite as good. I think he needs a genuine, you know, good four or better. Um, we've seen when he's when he's got out to on a, on a soft six or seven, it's kind of just taken his, you know, his um, real sprint out of his leg. So... Wait and see there. Race eight was a three-year-old handicap over 1,400 metres. I am with the favourite number nine, Cardinal Gem, on top. I couldn't find anything to beat him. Uh, he should have won his last two. Uh, two starts back, he got back in a race where the pace just didn't suit, and he charged late. And last start, he sat a bit handier, and he just got no luck. He got absolutely slammed by Aaron Bay. He meets Jimmy the Bear three and a half kilos better. 
I do think Jimmy Jimmy the Bear probably is a little bit too big in the market, um, but he carries the 59. Cardinal Gem is still on the 54. Hopefully he can kind of... The map is a little bit tricky, barrier 10, but I'm hoping he finds a nice position. Gator made this horse his D-Day horse, so I think I'm going to make him my D-Day horse as well. I think he's had 10 starts now for only one win. If he can't make it, uh, two, two wins from 11 starts on Saturday, it might be time to... Think about seeing other people. Yeah, well, you can definitely back him, but I don't know. I've had a bit enough. I've had enough of Cardinal Gems, to be honest with you. And I haven't really been on him through, no, all, the, uh, through all the bad luck. But I'm going to back two at double figures here. I'm going to back Daytona Bay. Moods you love and Moods. Blake. Yeah, Moods is good. <laughs> Boutique. <Bay. laughs> Quality. Quality over quantity. Um, Daytona Bay is two from two. Looks pretty smart. I'm happy to stick with it. And Volton was my second bet. This horse was dead set going to be the biggest moral beaten you've ever seen last start until it finally got the split at Mornington. He's definitely turned uh, the corner this preparation. He's on the minimum and he claims below, which is often a profitable, especially in winter, uh, thing in this winter yeah. in winter period. Um, you know, 52 kilos on his back, horse in form, a little bit of cut in the tracks, not going to worry him. Um, if he gets if he gets even luck, I think he's uh, he's a good enough bet. So, yeah, I wanted to sort of play around Cardinal Gem. Uh, yeah, I've just sort of had enough, and I was happy to back those. Daytona Bay and Volton at double figures. Awesome. Uh, race nine looks a bit of a a dart job. Did you have one or no? Yeah, I got nothing. No, I got no, nothing awesome, there. right? We'll kick on. Prayers, prayers in the. Yeah, quaddy. That, that's that's a dead set of quaddy race. So many of these last races in Melbourne, Feel. it's just a big fat F. <laughs> but we'll kick on New South Wales. We go to Ramwick. Thank goodness, Rose Hill bulldoze the joint. Um, it's a soft six at the moment there at Ranwick, but there's no rain predicted. 21 degrees, nice day with a rail out six metres, so it should play okay. Um, I've only got one bet here, race five Ranwick. It is a benchmark 78 over 1,800 metres. Hopefully I get this name right. Number three, Combella Fee. She beat Nifla last start, and even though there's a three kilo weight swing, I think it's advantage her at out to eighteen hundred meters, and I think Nifla is a little bit of a cat. Um, this mare, I just think, is the more genuine mare. Um, last pe- prep, she beat Narrated. I'm not sure if you saw the win of Narrated yesterday. I think you might have been on with. Don't 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 bring it. Up. <laughs> I tipped it to the boys. I tipped it to the boys. It was busy doing oh, cashy, kidding. and I haven't backed it. Okay, yeah. well, anyway. it won by gazillion. Sort spot. Yeah, <laughs> One by a thousand lengths. Um, I think it traded at a dollar oh five in play after after back, the first hundred meters. Back, back. Nash get cash. Yep. Nash took it straight to the front. So, yeah, Combalafi beat that horse easily last prep, and she also boasts a third to Huetor. So, that's easily good enough form for this benchmark seventy eight. As I said, rises a little bit in the weights, but I think she's the more genuine mare, and she can get the job done. Anything in Sid for you? I had, yeah, I had one in the last. This is another little wound. Race 10, Sinbar. Of course. So, listeners may remember 
I was tipping this horse, uh, well, it was going to be its last start before it was scratched at, I think it might have been HQ. Um, and then I had a mate message me just after the jump a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, your tip Sinbar is going around. And it was Wednesday. I'm like, what are you talking about, mate? It raced at Doombin. $2.80. Blew from $2 to $2.80. And one by five. He messaged you at, uh, in a bench right before the jump, didn't he? And you didn't have time to get on? No, like, yeah. I think it was between before the jump and on the jump. Yeah. By the time I'd seen it, it was the gates had opened. Sickening. Anyway, um, yeah. Looks a good enough bet at $3.60. K-Mac is probably the only knock. He's going like a busted... Player. I got more chance of riding a winner than old K Mac at the moment, but anyway. Uh yeah. I think he's a good enough bet at three dollars sixty. Yeah. I don't really know much in behind him, but yeah. A little bit of cut in the track won't be too bad. If it's a dry track, no worries. Three dollars sixty. Awesome. Hopefully it's a fill up, not a get out. To be honest, I don't think I know half the card or even the majority of the card at Ramwick. These 10 race cards in Sydney are just absolute stinkers. The oh, quality man. is just Sydney. not there at all. But you know what? At the Sydney. end of the day, it's still 10 races and the money's going on and PVL's just licking his lips. Bet punters. Bet race. punters. <laughs> all right, we'll, get, we'll go to... Should we go to the west or should we go to I've South Australia? I've got one first? in South Australia. Morpheville, it's a heavy eight at the Australia. moment. There's six to eight... No, 6 to 12 millimetres of rain in the next two days. So you'd say it'll stay in the heavy range. Uh, 16 degrees with a rail out 8 metres. So pretty grim conditions. But we've got one in race one. It's a two-year-old benchmark 64 handicap. Got this mail. Can't say who it was from. But reliable source. And they reckon number one, no drama for the Lindsay Smith yard. Could be immoral to be ridden by Jared Fry. Uh, one, it's only start there in New Zealand. It's been bought by Brad Spicer, as you can see in the Spicer Thoroughbreds silks, to be trained by Lindsay. Um, apparently, the, the, this is the big reason, or one of the big reasons why Jared Fry is going over to SA to ride. He yeah, is, is the this reason. is the reason. That's what he, he said cracked today. his what yeah. was it, hundred wins for the season? Yeah, his so best, career best. He's in flying oh, form. Um, heavy track a lot of the time it doesn't bother these these New Zealand horses number three Eros is still in the race um, I'm not sure let's hope let's hope let's hope your mate kitty cat Eros stays hopefully, in the race hopefully it's, it's got hopefully none. Eros stays in the it's race it's got none wherever it races it's got yeah, none Nico and I it's got none in Adelaide <laughs> and it's got none but I'm not going to tell you it's got none because $17, $17 so. in Melbourne but hopefully Hopefully Eros does stay in this race because no drama's about $2.70 at the moment. Um, if Eros does scratch, we're probably going to be looking at closer to even money, $2.10, $2.20. Hopefully at about $12.02, Nico is tapping in for par. Absolutely. And hopefully no drama has saluted by two. Jared Fry is giving the little fist pump over the, over the finishing post. Beautiful. That's all I had. That's it. Reliable source. Um, we'll go Queensland first. We'll keep the usual order. Nico's 
Nico's chomping at the bit to get to Belmont because it is a cracking card. I didn't even look at I didn't even look at Queensland. I'm over that. Place, well, there so. is a group one there, but it shouldn't be a group one anyway. We'll kick on. Is it the group? Is it the group one girlfriend? It stage? is. Now and our girl Brooklyn oh, Hustle is going around. It's a good four track. There's no oh, rain. Geez. The rail is out six to eight meters around the entire. Um, it's going to be firm. We know how Eagle Farm plays when there's no rain. Last year. I'm not sure if you remembered this, but Tafane got to the extreme outside. Um, so possibly it could be the place to be again. Um, down that outside fence, she came off winning the uh, the Stradbroke. So there are no horses of Tafane's nature here, but we'll crack in. The Group 1 Tats Tiara, 1,400 metres, fillies and mares. Uh, the speed's going to come from Shout the Bar, Vangelic, Ana Vista, and Snap Dancer from the Wide Alley. I've been with this horse a couple times and she's starting to wear a little bit thin, but at around $15, I think we can back number 10, a tissue each way. I really think she's ready to win. She's been teasing us a little bit, but I think she looks set to peak. She draws well in barrier five. We know she's going to go back, so it wouldn't have mattered too much if she had drawn a little bit further out, but 1,400 meters, I think this is her best trip. She appreciates this sort of tempo, and I think she can come flying over the top of them late. Um, obviously, like this race, there there are many chances. She at the bar needs firm ground. All her good form is on firm ground. She's twelve dollars. Um, Kiku and Nudge, those are two other horses who have big turns of foot. Um, we backed Nudge in this race last year as well as Tafane, and she ran second. But she's drawn a very uh, outside alley in nineteen. Book and Hustle sitting there at $13, couldn't touch her. And then you've got Anna Visto and Snap Dancer. They lead the market. They'll both go forward. But in a race like this, I don't really want to be backing anything around $5. Um, happily with a tissue on top each way. She's ran third, third, third in her three starts. Um, this prep, I'd be happy if she ran third. I'd be ha even happier if she could land the spoils. Uh, so that's the group one. And then in the last race, um, our boy is number eight, King of Sparta, going around in the Group 3 Healy Stakes. He is returning um, off a bit of a spell, but he is the class runner of this field. Draws five, gets in really well with only 54 kilos. Tommy Berry goes in the saddle. Um, he's had two trials, so hopefully he's ready to go first up. Um, his form does look a little bit superior to these and he does have good form at the sprint trips obviously around home affairs and paul Ailey, those really good cults and his magic millions win was one of the highlights of my punting career to be honest the 1400 meters there he spanked them um landed massive bets a couple others i'll quickly touch on number one baller has a 60 kilos as we've kind of said before he's not really a horse that I've been able to catch. I think the weight might be a little bit too much. Number five, shooting for gold. I think the, the booking of William Pike here is massive. Um, this is a horse, like Pike on is massive and it's just the type of horse where you go, William Pike on, he could find a couple lengths. So I could definitely back King of Sparta and save shooting for gold. Uh, Snowden was on the radio this morning saying number four Rangers probably shouldn't be as big in the market compared to number eight to King of Sparta. But I do have a bit of a theory that trainers at home, sometimes they just kind of say that type of thing because you can't tell which horse is better in track work a lot of the time because they're just running next to each other. So 
when the race pressure comes two two different sets of owners yeah. as well yeah so he's probably just trying to keep everyone happy I hope I don't eat my words there but yeah. number 8 King of Spades is probably the best horse in this race and he's weighted to win with only 54 yeah, 100%. All right, that's all for sunny Queensland uh, we'll go to WA out west Belmont this is a cracking card soft 5 rail out 9 metres that's a little bit inter interesting there's 2 to 3 millimetres of rain uh, yeah of rain on Friday 16 degrees I think it'll stay probably stay in the soft 5 range or it might get to a good 4 but should be ideal conditions for racing as I said it's an awesome card of racing I'll let you start Race four. A uh, bit of merit is one of my black bookers. Finally returns to the races. Been waiting for this horse. What we touched on before about these juvenile horses with pick offences. Mm -hmm. This bloke is one of them. So he's two from two. Um, recent trial was good enough. I'm happy to be with him. The only little knock is Lucy Warwick, but I think there's a bit of an affiliation with her and the trainer um, some somewhere somehow but I think he is a bet yeah, absolutely probably one of the better bets of yeah, the day I'm 100% with you I think Lucy's ridden this horse fine in his two wins to date his yeah, his trial yeah. Uh, yeah. was great uh, just a quiet second and the big thing to note is this horse spanked um, Crypto Queen last start who's since won and it also beat Bazoom on debut, so... Yeah, that's that's where I had it. I, I backed it on debut when it beat Bazoom, and I've obviously followed up. That's where yeah. it was. Bazoom's a, a pretty handy benchmark, so... He's a stakes Yeah, 100%. Well. So around um, even money, that looks a bet. I've got one in race five. It's open handicap over 1,650 metres. I am with the Bob Peters runner here, number five, memorable miss. This horse was super unlucky last start. It probably would have gone close to winning if it didn't have the bad luck. It goes up from 1,200 metres to the mile, but I think in WA, that's a more common thing over there compared to over here. You'll see a lot of horses jump up and up and down in distances, and it doesn't seem to, to worry them a lot of the time. Um, this is a horse who will get back, but hopefully she charges to the line. The gate 10 will suit and this is probably her best trip. I know we touched on it a bit before about the Cerise and White, but I do feel like even though they're always popular in the market, because Pikey isn't riding them, we are getting a bit more of a price. If this horse was ridden by Pike, it would be $3.50, and we're getting $5 because, because it's ridden by Parnham. So happy five memorable miss on top. I could probably save the stable, mate, to be honest. Number two, Fashion Queen, $7.00. And um, she brings good form herself, but happily number five on top. Yeah, we'll go to race six. Another black booker I had was Burn You to Survive. Uh, CJP, first time. Um, this horse is just a winner. Four, four wins from five race starts. Second was the only other... Third, sorry. Third was the on debut. So he's won his last four starts. Yeah, he's just a winner, this horse. I don't think a little bit of cut in the track is going to be any issue. Um, yeah, $4.20. Timely outburst has had enough chances for mine. 
say the exacter if you wish, but given the splits at the right time, I think Bernia to Bernia to survive will uh, will go very close. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you said, this horse is a winner. I was a little bit, um, just a little bit not sure about the trials, but we'll obviously we'll go for race form over trial form, and we'll hopefully. Um, Hopefully he can win again and build on that record. He's got five starts for four wins. So anyway, we'll crack on to race seven. It's a rating 72 plus um, over 1,400 metres. I thought number five, MTA, just has to be a bet here. Got form around Rockinori and It's a Ray Day last two starts. Has been very close to them, both runners-up performances. Up to 1,400 metres is a big tick. Both of her, uh, his last two starts have been at 1,200 metres. Um, strike rate is poor, must admit. 27 starts for three wins and uh, 11 placings. But there's no Rockinori here. There's no It's a Ray Day here. This is another D-Day horse for mine. I think it has to be winning this um, around the $3 mark. If this was in another stable, as I said, if this was probably Bob Peters, I'd, it'd probably be shorter but he should have a margin on this opposition. Um, those horses are running in better races. He's come back to the 72, um, staying in 72 actually, and the other horses are, are going up in class. This looks his race to win. Drawn barrier five, going to get the perfect run from the map and happily on top. Kick on to the Strickland. You go first. I'm a bit undecided in this race. Maybe I'll go then. Because I am going to stick... I'm I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, because you are a fan of the horse who beat... Well, I tipped Captain Chaos two starts back and it didn't do anything. And then pipped us last start. So I'm just a bit flat, to be honest. Yeah. No, I definitely under... God has chosen... God has chosen has got to be advantage to 2,000 metres, but... I'm getting sick of these back markers that require luck, to be honest with you. I think the big thing here with number seven, God has chosen, is he can sit closer. He's not going to be run off his legs at at 2,000 metres because they're going to go slower. So he can definitely sit He can definitely sit closer to them. Um, it was a little bit tragic last start. He just got a bit far back and he did cop a bit of a bump. 2,000 metres does look like it's going to suit. You can't take anything away from the winner number six Captain Chaos last start but I do think God has chosen and is the best horse in this race and I don't think he's the best horse in this race by a head or a nose I do think he's got at least a length or two on him and if he's close enough to win I think he will win and hopefully we get a little bit better price that, than what's on offer at the moment with a, with a couple layers trying to take him on um just with what they think his racing pattern might be, but if he's within a couple of lengths of him at the top of the straight, he will not lose. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, race nine, did you have one? No, nothing for me. This race is an absolute belter. Um, it's a Ray Day, Secret Plan, Bright Diamond, Angelic Miss, The Spruker, Bazoom. Like, these are all really good horses. I wasn't going to have a bet in the race, but... Then I saw It's a Ray Day kind of there at $2.80. And I'm going to take him on. 
I'm going to tip two horses here. Ooh. Number five, Angelic Miss, and number seven, Bright Diamond. They're about $7.50 and $8.50, respectively, and I can't see why they are such a big price compared to the favorite. I think this favorite, the SP profile, is kind of weighing him down a little bit. Um, he only just fell in against MTA last start. He had every chance. MTA in this race, I think, would be $15. Um May at least maybe uh, he could be a little bit shorter maybe $12, $13 but Bright Diamond and Angelic Miss they both have absolutely monster um, turns of foot they've got elite acceleration uh, Bright Diamond won really well first up last start and Angelic Miss ran third they both get out to 1200 metres they're both going to get back um, in this race but I think they can finish over the top I'm pretty keen you're getting four dollars for either of them to win, basically, with the seven dollars fifty and eight dollars fifty on offer. Um, so yeah, I wasn't going to have a bet, but I think we can back seven and five, um, and then stand out and exacta for them both to run second. And I don't think we'll be losing on the race. All right, I've just got one. I've got one in Hong Kong and one in Japan. What do you want to do? Do you want to? Have you got jumps? You want to do? Um, oh, we'll, we can briefly touch on it, but there's no prices out yet, so there's not. It's all going to be a bit of a wait and see thing. There's a few boyfriends that we've been on at certain stages in the first race, which is the maiden hurdle. Tolmac looks like he's going to be pretty hard to beat in the second race, and then Alvison Caston Specialist is against this Ma Import, um, which I haven't watched his jumps trials yet, but. Um, yeah, I, I need to do some more study and see some prices, but I think there'll be a couple of bets come come Sunday. Yep. Over the live hedges, how good? Over the live hedges. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, I'll quickly go to Chartin. It's a Saturday meeting punters, so take note. Um, usually all the good races are on a Sunday, so that's worth noting that this card is pretty trash, <laughs> if I'm honest. But there is one good race. Um, it's race nine. It's a class two handicap over 1,400 meters. We're with number six, Navas two. This horse should have won last start against Lucky Swayness. Um, obviously, Lucky Swayness then went to Happy Valley the other night and ran second. Um, but he, that was, he was dropping back to 1,200 meters. This is 1,400 meters. Uh, draws barrier four. Gets in with 56 kilos. That's, a, that's a definitely a winnable weight. And the massive thing here is it gets Zach Purton on for the first time, which is huge. Um, as we were touching on, Zach is riding in career best form and he's a massive chance to, to win the premiership this year. There are some good horses in this race, so I'm hoping it might hold his price up. $3 plus would be very, very backable and I'd be happy to have him as, as one of the better bets on Saturday at that price. Um, but we'll just wait and see there. And then we go to Sunday. Hanshin in Japan, 29 degrees uh, with some rain. So that's a little bit interesting. We'll wait and see. They don't have many real wet tracks in, in uh, Japan. They love their fast times and they love their fast tracks. But is the Group 1 Takarazuka Kinnan over 2,200 metres? Uh, a lot of punters will know this race because it's the race that Liz Grishu won um, in 2019 before she came and won the Cox Plate. Uh, it was a race that carried the Cox Plate bonus. So Ligra Show, I've probably said her name two different ways then, but Ligra Show, um, 
actually pocketed five million, two million dollar bonus for winning this race and then winning the Cox Plate. Cox Plate's a five million dollar race and first prize is three million. She banked a hefty five mil. Um, I'm with the 2021 Japanese Horse of the Year in this race. His name is Euphoria. He he flopped first up last start, but there were genuine excuses. He uh, hit his he actually hit his head on the gates before the race. So hopefully he can get back to his best. If he does, around the three dollar seventy three dollar eighty mark does look a good bet. He gets the blinkers on for the first time. Well, he wore them in his Oof. he wore them in his trial anyway. So hopefully he wears him. Wow, is, yeah. So this is huge. Blinkers first. Blinkers time. first time that's, for a horse. That's game day. Yeah, for a horse of the year. Um, this is a scary stat. He ran 11.1 seconds for his final 200 meters in a piece of work, just track work. Sizzling. So absolutely sizzling. If he can bounce back to his best form, then he definitely should be favourite. Um, this race does feature the likes of title holder. Uh, Deep Bond, I'm just going off the top of my head here, Panther Lassa, um, the Melbourne Cup fave, or one of the faves, Stay Foolish. I'm not sure if they'll actually get here. That looks unlikely, but it's it's one of Japan's best races, and this is Japan's best horse in 2021. So I'll forgive him for last start, and we're with Euphoria on top. Hopefully he's back to his best, and hopefully he'll be winning. All right, that's all for the bets, punters. We'll get into the questions and wrap it all up. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right. Can I ask you a question time? Nico, I ask you a question. What were the questions that you received in your DMs there on Instagram? All right. I'll shoot off with the top from Willie Barbs for Brent. Is Mark Mack the second best caller behind Matt Hill? That BJ call was GOAT. Um, I'm probably going to have to say yes. He probably is my second favorite caller at the moment. That beauty joy call, um, he's going to shake and bake, baby. Like, it just got me up and about. And I know one big thing that Will loves is when is when the callers mention their previous name, their Australian name. So Their Aussie name. So he obviously said in the call, Ex Talladega, which was the name he carried when he was in Western Australia. I think he was unbeaten four for four in Western Australia. So he's obviously yeah. a huge talent and... Mark McNamara is obviously a hugely talented caller. So, yes, he's number two behind the GOAT, Matty Hill. The second question I had from one of my mates, Corey, which jockey is going to have a bigger spring carnival, Carr or J-Mac? Um, I would have to say J-Mac. Without, without actually knowing what they're all going to be riding... Um, yeah, I think J-Mac is the best rider in Australia. He is the best rider in Australia, and he'll probably get the pick of the rides. Best, the best rider in the exactly. world. Exactly, he's the best rider in the world. We saw he dominated the Melbourne Cup Carnival last year. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Well, he's probably going to win the Everest with Nature Strip. <laughs> That's one thing. Oh, yeah, you're probably um, right. It'll be interesting. To me, the way I sort of see it is J-Mac's top. Jamie's probably second. And then it's a bit of a raffle for the next sort of six or seven in the Australian order after yeah. that. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Um, but yeah, to answer the question, I I probably have J-Mac on top, but I think they're both going to have good spring carnivals. It all, yeah, it all depends. Jamie's going to be out with a vengeance. 
after missing uh, last spring carnivals. But yeah, you back both of those two for the carnival, I'm sure you're going to find yourself probably in front yep, of the legend. Yeah, 100%. All right, Willie Barbs, he has given me two questions as well. Um, during winter racing, do you find it hard to bet with confidence? Is Hong Kong just a just a bet option ATM? Does he mean ATM is in money or at the moment? At the moment. At, um, at the moment yeah. Like I, I definitely Possibly. stake less during the winter, even though we've just made our podcast now and you know we're we're giving tips and we're we're giving confident bets. If this was spring, compared to now, a confident bet in spring would probably be double or three times as big of an actual wager compared to now. Yeah. Um, I just can't. I I just can't. Like I've had some terrible days don't get me wrong everyone has over the winter period but I can't justify having really really big bets on really really average horses Hong Kong Hong Kong is the yeah, place at the moment for sure uh, Nico looking forward to my bolters when the Eagles pump the Dons this week have you got a little sideways you're going on do you yeah we got a six pack on the game but it's alright he's going to be buying CC pre-race because the Dons are going to win gee that's a pretty good bet to take I think Essendon are dollar forty. And West Coast at two ninety. Yeah, he wants a line, but <laughs> no lines. No lines. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, no explicits. No lines. <laughs> head, head to head. Yeah. Fists yeah. up. Go Dons. Uh, Blake McRae, Tats Tiara. Does Wonderbar get the chocolates? I think so. I didn't actually mention Wonderbar um, in my quick little summary of the Group One. She's definitely flying. Um, I kind of at one stage I thought this horse was more of just a wet tracker, but she's she's definitely proven me wrong. And in a race where most of the field can win, I definitely think she is a chance. I wouldn't be turning you off backing her. Any thoughts? Well, it's a raffle oh, of a yeah, race. 100%. Double figures. You can't talk anyway. Yep, Seventeen dollars. She's ran second to uh, she ran second to Baller last start. And she gets she gets yeah. Shelby aboard, so no knocks. Huge. Um, what was the next one? Jay Telfo, my birthday is this weekend. Happy birthday, mate! Any bets uh, at Eagle Farm? If not anywhere else, hopefully just listen to the podcast and hopefully you've noted have you noted them down. I don't have much at Eagle Farm. Hopefully so. Um, no, I haven't looked. I'm sorry, but mate. yeah, hopefully if you listen to the show me the money segment we could land you a couple bets and then Julian X Lee two questions about whether horses are the real deal the first one is passive aggressive simple answer she's a group one simple answer is yes in my humble humble. Um, yeah she's still very very much untapped and she's been doing it arrogantly as as Nico referenced to uh, on the last pod so I think she can she can Still is. We still don't know where. No, and the thing with these, we're, st- we're not going to know. We're not going to know how deep she is until she gets yeah, tested. And the things with and the thing with these horses is she can go back to Phillies and mares grade now and just and just pick off races. She could take the absolute P1 oh, yeah. over this spring carnival. Yeah. Really, that's what she should do, and she sh- and she could get to the the autumn, and just be an absolute moral in the same yeah. style. It'd be interesting to see whether they 
go to a race like the Oakley Plate or whether they just kind of savor and just and just pick off the easy 1200 meter races for the Phillies. The best thing in her favor is that her trainer Graham Begg, who's probably pretty underrated, he's not going to set the bar too yeah. high. So yeah, she's in good hands there. And then he's Johns. And that's what a lot, what a lot of people are forgetting is this is still her first race prepping race preparation. Oh yeah. So like we get a bit excited during the winter when yeah. a when a good horse kind of pops her head up. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then the last question was: Is Yonce the real deal? Um, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, she is. Um, what is she? Has she lost only one? I think she went to Sydney and ran fourth in the group yeah. one, but she still ran very well there and prior to that she was excellent so yeah she's definitely a group one horse as well she'll pick off a group one mare's yeah, race absolutely alright well that was it for the questions I think that wraps up the podcast as Jace is going off what's he going off at don't know what dad's got the game's done oh, isn't no. it let's check the score yeah who knows what he's, who knows what he's going yeah. off at the D's have absolutely crushed him so 64 points. Where are we? 16 21. Righto. Anyone who wanted to put the sword through Melbourne? They're back. Egg on face. 380. Gone. You reckon they're just going to win the flag now? I'm not saying that. Like, hold on. Let's go back a couple of weeks. They were 10 and zip, and people were saying, How far Melbourne? They've had a couple of losses when they've had injuries. I think they've had their most important player out in Stephen May, hmm. and they've just gone through a little rut. Everyone was going from their morals to win the flag to they might miss yeah, the eight. Fair enough. Like, hold on a second. That's a bit yeah. silly. Nah. I just think Melbourne at the G grand final day, it's not too many teams that are going to beat them if they're there. They're an eight, but they're playing at the MCG during finals. They're a ten. <laughs> alright let's sign off am I playing the same song again you love this song love it or not yeah, <laughs> we might have to get the crowd involved um, in the coming weeks and maybe we can do a, a little comp and they can play whatever song they want send you, send send you request in we'll change it up a little bit we'll change the intro we'll change the songs keep everyone interested thanks partners have a good weekend whatever you do Man, I was desperate, they told me growing up Instead they